0: Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn.
1: Each week we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. Thank you very much, AJ. It is absolutely fantastic to have you uh, on on our show today. And... um, uh, first and foremost, I would like to say that uh, the AJ is uh, all the way from Salt Lake City and um, he is an excellent LinkedIn ad expert. He's a host of the LinkedIn ad show, if I'm saying it uh, right. And you're also founder of uh, b2link.com. Um, uh, AJ, can you tell us just a little bit about, about yourself right at the beginning? Yeah, so I, I fell in love with LinkedIn ads about nine years ago
0: uh, and I've I started out by running the world's largest advertising account for LinkedIn and then went and started my own agency about five years ago. So uh, we go really deep on it. Uh, We're a small but nimble team that runs a lot of really big accounts. And uh, yeah, you mentioned the podcast. That's episode 10 just dropped uh, earlier this week.
1: So I'm really excited for it and I'm sharing lots of good stuff. Perfect. Before we get into nitty gritty of things about LinkedIn strategies and ads and stuff like that, I'd like to actually ask a the personal question. You know, How have you started with LinkedIn and when it was? Did you fall in love with, with LinkedIn straight away or was it a little longer process? Yeah.
0: First touch with LinkedIn was my junior year of, of uh, university. Um, one of my professors told us, hey, you're going to be going out into the workforce. Here's the platform you want to get on. So this is back in, I want to say... Uh, 2007, so I wasn't one of the very earliest members, but I'd always used it, um, always checked in, updated my resume, had conversations, tried to make sure that the people I was uh, connected with professionally, that I was connected on LinkedIn, so just kind of keep it up, and uh, and I got jobs from it, and I had uh, business leads and side gigs come from it, and I remember hearing the very first time from someone who went, oh, LinkedIn, like, I don't get anything from my LinkedIn profile. I have one. I went, not everyone gets leads from LinkedIn. Wow. Uh, you know, there's, there's something different here. And then in 2011s, when I really fell in love with LinkedIn ads and I fell in love with it, not because the platform, the platform actually really sucked at the time um, and still does to a degree, but I fell in love with the lead quality. The sales team just kept coming to me and saying, AJ, we're fighting over your leads over here. Keep it up. And I, you know, it was all sourced from LinkedIn at that point. So I fell in love with the results, not necessarily the platform.
1: Okay, so that's fantastic. Um, can you tell us, can you tell us uh, how, how it came about that you actually started to, to get LinkedIn and, uh, and the, the algorithm? How did, you, how did you figure it out? Um, I mean, I know that it's completely, it's still evolving, right? So it's, um, I, I don't think we can ever uh, figure it out for ourselves, but, um, you know, in a certain degree. Yeah, the ads algorithm is quite a bit easier to figure
0: out. Uh, it's, it's not as inexpensive to figure out, but uh, it, what I figured was I'd been doing a lot of ads and it wasn't until I spent about $30 million on the platform before I finally went, oh, I get it. Like I, I get what, what they care about and what it takes to get results. And now I just share all of that information. I spent $30 million of others' companies other companies' money to figure this out, and now I just share all of my strategies for free because I love it and I geek out. Um, but yeah, it, it just took a lot of experimentation because LinkedIn's documentation won't tell you how everything works and how to get the best results. In fact, if you listen to LinkedIn and you just take their advice, you will pay way too much for your traffic and clicks. It just that um, they're
1: not interested in giving you a good deal. Okay, so you're talking about LinkedIn strategies, which is interesting. What would be your suggestion for anyone who wants to start with the LinkedIn ads? What, uh, what are the first question you're asking your clients and uh, who is it for? So I ask four questions first, and all four
0: of these are qualification for, should you or should you not be using LinkedIn ads? So the first is who is your target audience? And if you can figure out who your target audience is by their job title, their role, their company size, their industry, um, then LinkedIn's going to be a good platform. If your audience is not someone that you want to define professionally, it's going to be a lot cheaper to reach them somewhere else. So you come to LinkedIn for the professional targeting. The next is your budget. Uh, if you're going to be trying to spend two or $300 or $1,000 on the platform just to test, you won't generate enough data to actually know if it's working or not. So I tell people, make sure you bring $5,000 for a test. And to a lot of companies, that sounds like a lot of money. And if that's the case, good, hold off. Like don't spend money until you can actually generate enough data to see the business impact. Uh, the third question I'm gonna have for you is, what's your lifetime value when you close a customer? Because LinkedIn's cost per click is on average, eight to $11. So if you're paying that much just to get traffic, it means you've got to have a really high lifetime value on the back end to really guarantee that you're going to um, be profitable and and show a return on your investment. And the fourth is what's your call to action? Because if you're hoping to send people right to a sales page, right to a purchase, right to talk to sales, no one has any interest in doing that. They're, They're not on LinkedIn to be pitched by vendors. So you've got to lead with Here is something of value. We want to teach you something. You you know, you're. We we want you to learn. And in exchange for that, all we're asking for is your email address, first name, last name, Uh, and then you can use that contact information to follow up and uh, nurture and start a conversation later. Uh, But to start out, you have to start with value. And if you pass all four of those, uh, your audience you can define them by who they are professionally, they're gonna be worth 10, $15,000 or more to you, and you have a call to action that isn't just talk to sales, you're probably gonna be in a really good position to start.
1: Okay, um, so that's what, what I hear you saying is basically that um, if you're a really small business owner and um, you don't have these um, these um, attributes, as you just mentioned about lifetime value and things like that, probably you'll better off somewhere else. So. Um, my my next question would be what then somebody can do still on LinkedIn, how to generate leads even without actually going into LinkedIn ads? I I think the biggest proposition here is organic LinkedIn. I mean, you may not, it may not
0: make sense for your company to spend eight to $11 and pay that to LinkedIn every time you get someone to talk to you, but it sure can make sense to spend time on the platform doing all the, the strategies that you recommend, VIT. Uh, reach out to the right people, get them in your network, share content that uh, people like and want to engage with. Make sure your profile is an inviting place that makes you look good. Um, so don't just think of and go, oh, I can't use LinkedIn because I don't have the money. Uh, you know, Ignore that. Using LinkedIn, the free one, you can reach out to like 50, 75 people a day. And uh, that that's a lot. Those all can turn into possible business prospects.
1: Great uh, that you mentioned actually about connecting and connecting with people on the LinkedIn, because uh, nowadays what I see quite often is uh, something we call Lion, uh, LinkedIn open networking. Uh, People are searching for, you know, people are connecting with all sorts of kind of people from, you know, uh, left, right and center. Um, What do you think about all that? Uh, I am not a fan
0: of the the openly connecting uh, idea and not i'm i'm not against anyone who does but for me personally uh when i share my content i love the fact that i get lots of likes and comments and reshares because the people i'm connected to they they're connected to me because they like me they want to cheer me on um they're fans to a degree and uh because of that my content goes a lot more viral so if i just fill my network with a whole bunch of people who it's opportunistic they only want to connect uh, because, you know, maybe I'll be valuable to them in the future or they want to spam me. Uh, I just, I don't see value in that. So I really closely guard my connections. Uh, I only have 4,200 connections and I only add you if I know you. Um, so that's, you know, the way I see it. And it, it really is to curate a tight network of, of fans so that my content does better and goes more viral. Uh, but certainly, uh, I realize there are people who have more open networking and connection strategies, and I, I wouldn't tell them they're doing it wrong. I just know the way I want to do it is keep things tight.
1: Okay, so so for you, it's important the quality, good quality, um, focus, focus, targeted audience. Uh, your raving fans, as you would probably probably say, right, um, is actually um, um, consuming your content. Um, talking about the content and. Um, uh, it's actually quite an interesting question, but how often do you post and what would you say is a rule of thumb for anyone to be out there, to be a little bit more visible, you know, just uh, what would you say, you know, how many times do they know, need to post in a week or day or wh- whatever? What, what, what's your take on it? Uh, I find that if I post something that really does well in the algorithm, that it's,
0: it's going viral to a degree, uh, it can oftentimes live for two or three days still getting interaction. So my ideal is I want to post something on a Monday and then I want to post something on a Wednesday or a Thursday. So I only do twice a week usually. And the goal is I want to if I post something that LinkedIn's algorithm is actively pushing, I, I want to give it that freedom and not interrupt it by launching something else. Um, I also don't want to overburden my audience and make them sick of hearing from me. I want it to feel like kind of a treat. Uh, but I also realized that only twice a week, I know people who are posting multiple times per day and having success. So uh, maybe I'm just, maybe I, I should do it more, but I, I like the idea of giving it more time so that, you know, the less active members of LinkedIn, they're still getting a chance to see the post that I'm putting a lot of
1: effort into. Okay, so um, for you, actually, I, it's uh, kind of interesting because actually, just this morning, I had a different discussion with a um, with one very, very successful uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn content creator who is uh, posting seventeen times a day, and he has a half he has a half million followers on on uh, on LinkedIn. He is, he is like uh, one of the LinkedIn influencers. Fantastic, fantastic content. Um, okay, um, about about still about the content. Where do you get inspiration from? And um, when you see something which is uh, performing well, do you actually repeat that content again? Maybe just a few weeks later, would you do that? Usually the content that I share is very timely. So
0: there's not an opportunity to then reshare it uh, too much later and and have it still be relevant. Um, I I, I want every post to be really well thought out. And I want to make sure that I'm only sharing stuff that I I think... uh, is going to be liked by the algorithm. I, I'm not always successful. Uh, you know, Some posts get 500 views and then shut off. Uh, no one's immune to that. But um, every post that I design, I design it knowing full well that if I can get people to comment on it, that is virality fuel. And so I design every post for, you know I might be sharing something like a podcast episode or something, but how can I start the conversation? What can I say to invite others to start commenting? And if I can figure that angle out, then I think it's worth posting. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, is there anyone anybody on, the, on the LinkedIn uh, you follow? You have like somebody who I would say like a, your LinkedIn guru? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, um, Mark Williams out of the UK. He runs mm-hmm. a podcast called LinkedIn Formed Podcast. And that's my Bible for how I learn about the organic side of LinkedIn. Um so yeah I, I would subscribe to him uh, i don't see his posts very often in the feed i linkedin must not think that he's very relevant but i don't miss a podcast episode
1: that's for sure no actually it's interesting because mark is not really sharing that many stuff and he's also posting about i think about like a two three times a week so he's not uh, yeah um so that's that's interesting um uh, in terms of of uh, of you and your business, uh, how do you generate business uh, or your leads from LinkedIn? What what is your strategy? Uh, really good question. Um, this is going to be a very boring answer from someone who professes to know a lot about
0: LinkedIn. Like I've got the license plate. Uh, <laughs> the I, I don't use LinkedIn ads to drive our own customers um, because. I'm also our only sales guy as well as the owner of the company. And so I just don't have time to to work on more leads. We get a lot of inbound leads from the speaking engagements I do and the podcast and uh, blog posts and uh, interviews and that kind of thing. So um, I, I'm working on a lot of the inbound leads. What I do find, though, is when I post content that goes viral on LinkedIn, uh, it doesn't lead to... People seeing it and going, "Oh great! I need to do business with him. I, I need to have him run my LinkedIn ads." But I noticed that when I have a post go viral, I'll get a whole bunch of um, uh, messages on the back end in my email from people saying, uh, "Hey, I love that post. By the way, I've been thinking for a little while you, I need to talk to you about the company I'm in right now and what we could do with LinkedIn ads and uh, it's funny because you know we've been connected for so long, but it just took reminding them of me from a post that's totally unrelated before they realize that they need to become a lead. So uh, I, I do get a good bit
1: of that. Okay, uh, interesting. How much time do you spend on LinkedIn? Um, I would say I probably end up spending about maybe an hour and a half or two hours
0: a day, uh, which, is, which feels like a lot. Um, but my LinkedIn inbox is getting to the point where it's almost as busy as my email inbox. And so it kind of forces me to be in there. Um, but I, I do enjoy, inter- um, you know, connecting with people and having conversations and monitoring what people are sharing because it teaches me more about, you know, if they're saying that and I'm seeing it, what I can do to adjust my own posts. So it's kind of a, a laboratory at the same
1: time. Okay. So um, that that uh, that's a good segue to my next question, which would be, you know, you um, uh. Is LinkedIn really important for you um, in terms of a business, in terms of a business relationships, in terms of uh, of a communication? I, I sure think so. I mean, because I profess to be the, the
0: LinkedIn ads guy, uh, I obviously have to spend time on LinkedIn. People expect that they're going to be able to find me there, that I'm going to post content there. And so I do. I, I think it's very important. There are some fast, fantastic things about about LinkedIn. The ads platform has amazing targeting at scale. The organic side is so easy to go viral and start conversations. Um, so I do like that a lot about it. But even past that, uh, I've chosen LinkedIn to be the network where you can find me and I'm the most active. And it means that I've uh, totally ignored Facebook and it means my Twitter handle doesn't get nearly as much love as it as uh, it used to. Um, so it is, it's an active choice, but I do. I love the
1: network, I love being on it. Okay. Did you ever felt awkward on the LinkedIn? Did you have any any um, unpleasant experience, I would say? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had some some unpleasant ones. Um, I've told people for a long
0: time, especially on the organic side of LinkedIn, that you should be vulnerable. And uh, one time I was just, I, I was doing some ad analysis uh, with numbers and trying to do a calculation that I didn't, I didn't remember how to do. And it was very simple, uh, like algebra two kinds of stuff, but it's been a long time since I took algebra. Um, And I figured something out and went, wow, I can't believe I didn't know that that equation uh, is so easy to solve. And I just, I had to stumble upon it. And so I, I felt really awkward that I've been, at this time I'd been doing advertising for, you know, online advertising for 13 years. And I felt really stupid that this simple formula was one that I didn't know up until this point. And so I forced myself, I was like, okay, AJ, go ahead and go post this you tell everyone to be vulnerable go be vulnerable yourself and admit that a simple uh angle of math was not something that that you had occurred to you up to this point and um and i did i was vulnerable and a a few of the comments kind of hurt like yep you've been doing advertising for 13 years you should know this but i got enough other comments from people saying uh thanks that's really helpful i hadn't considered that either um to make it worthwhile, so I, I try to force myself to, to be a little bit uncomfortable, put myself in uncomfortable situations because that's the only way I think you'll learn.
1: Oh yeah, interesting, interesting. So uh, it could be it could be that uh, one of the mistakes that people making on the LinkedIn that they are not vulnerable. So uh, my my next question would be, what are the common mistakes you see people doing on on LinkedIn? Uh, organic side or paid? On organic side, yes organic. Um, The biggest mistakes I see,
0: especially just as I look down my list of invitations right now, I have 745 waiting invitations and they all do, they all say pretty much the same thing. They're not standing out. And it's my, I am of the opinion that unless I recognize your name, I know why you want to connect to me. Uh, If you don't have a customized message, uh, I'm not interested in connecting to you because I don't know if you're just going to turn around and spam me But the ones who do customize, I see a lot of stuff like, hey, we have common connections. I see we both graduated from the same university. We should connect. And I look at that and go, sorry, those just aren't good reasons to add you to my network. Uh, I want you, when you come to me, I want you to explain, I'm connecting to you because. And it doesn't have to be I'm trying to give you business, but it does have to be a reason that I know you want to connect to me for me and not you're doing a campaign right now to connect to a hundred people per day, just to fluff up your numbers. So biggest mistake I think is not being real and authentic when you're reaching out to connect to people.
1: And if you, if you will see what's the biggest mistake in the paid, uh, um, campaigns, Uh, biggest mistake in paid is I think just taking LinkedIn's
0: advice and paying too much. When you go down to design a campaign, it'll ask, you, it'll ask you how you're going to pay for it. And LinkedIn will start you at something called automated bidding, which essentially is hand us your wallet and we'll decide how to spend your money, uh, which is, it's not, I mean, 90% of the time, you'll end up spending too much. So I recommend immediately switch that to saying, I'm only going to pay when someone clicks. And then you tell them, uh, you start at a very low amount. You say, I'm only going to pay you uh, $4 and 50 cents or $5 per click and just see what LinkedIn does with it. And if you end up spending all of your budget, everything you want to spend at that low bid, then great. You just got the best pricing from LinkedIn. You can, um, of course, if you need more traffic than that, you can always increase little by little, but
1: start low and then work your way. high. Okay. So uh, my, one of the last question would be for you. Um, if you, would, if you would give some tip to somebody who is just about to start with the LinkedIn, what would you, what would you tell him? Uh, I think make sure that you've curated
0: your network uh, of people that you're close to. I think everyone goes, oh, I'm brand new to the platform and I don't have any connections. Where do I start? Start with your friends. Start with your family. Start reaching out to uh, the people at past companies you've worked at, your current company, and build that way. Um, And don't just go to LinkedIn suggestions and say, invite, 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 invite. Uh, I I think you're going to start out on the wrong foot with a whole bunch of people who don't care about you and don't know who you are. And it's not going to help you out uh, until you start
1: filling out with people who do care about you. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, AJ. Before we go, uh, can you tell us uh, one more time, where can we find a little bit more about you and if some people want to connect with you, where they find you?
0: Sure, anyone who's interested in LinkedIn ads, you'll probably want to subscribe to the LinkedIn ads show podcast. So in whatever podcast player, just search for LinkedIn ads show, uh, you'll you'll see my uh, ginger face pop up. Um, I'll also say that if you go to b2linked.com, our website, and fill out the form on any of the pages. You won't go to a sales rep and you won't be put on our newsletter. You just go directly to my inbox and I'm, I won't try to sell you. So reach out, ask whatever questions you want. And of course, if you're on LinkedIn, which I'm sure you are, if you're listening to it, uh, look me up on LinkedIn and add me. Just make
1: sure you customize the message and let me know that you heard me on the show and you want to be connected. Aj, it was absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Thank you very much uh, for uh, giving us your time um, uh, with your busy schedule, um, and uh, it was absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.